Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is uh, Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, rolling through this week. What a gorgeous day it is as uh, we really, spring is in full bloom, still getting some great weather, and uh, just really enjoying ourselves, enjoying all these games we have to watch. Yesterday, I did a little hockey talk, and Aaron, I could not do that without, you know, staying up to make sure I watched is that game went into overtime, and hockey does it right. They do play sudden death overtime, and they'll keep playing, and they'll go and go and go uh, once it gets to the playoffs. And it's uh, whoa, whoa. We'll get back to what happened to those Dallas Stars last night after a tremendous comeback. But uh, right now, Aaron – Sexton is stepping into our uh, newsroom, our ESPN Central Texas Breaking News Center. Uh, And, Aaron, this happened a little bit earlier in the day. But, man, this was uh, really good news for the Baylor Bears. And usually on this kind of news, Aaron, it's like, oh, you can't really talk about this. Oh, you you can't say this. You can't say that. The Bears are shouting this from the mountaintops. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Yes. And um, getting the word out about this young man. Aaron, what is uh, what is our breaking Baylor men's basketball news? Five-star big man Ives Missy has reclassified from the 2024 class, where he was the number 13 overall prospect, according to ESPN, to the 2023 class and will enroll at Baylor this fall, which means he will play for Baylor next year. Missy is a 6'10 center who played for Prolific Prep in California last season. He averaged 12.7 points, 10 rebounds, 2.9 blocks. And uh, he is a true center. He picked Baylor over Texas and Stanford, and he is reclassified, so he will be with the Bears, Baylor men's basketball team next year, and he is going to be a very welcome addition. Boy, I like it. Now, Aaron, did you look that up? Did you? Is that the? Is that the way? Because I'm. Yes. I've always read that differently. Oh, I, well, interesting. I, 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 I didn't. It was. Uh, you mean I had a little name. help from? Uh, yeah, yeah. I had a little help from John Morris, who had a little help from Baylor Athletic. But of course, that, we we spent all that time learning uh, everyday John's name, and then they changed it on us. Then we tried to relearn it, and then they went back to whatever it was so we'll we'll learn as we go because sometimes people arrive on campus and they go no this is how you say it uh, that's interesting y v e s 
Say that again, Aaron. How how are you and John saying this? He pronounces it Eves. Very interesting. Which most of the time that spelling is pronounced Eves. So You're correct. A little that's bit, the bit way surprising. I've, that's the way I've said it in my mind the whole time. So I thought you had put some kind of, you know, some <laughs> of your old Texas stuff on that one, your Texas accent. But no, this is uh, like I can talk. Uh, Eves. Okay, we'll go. I'll do. I'll go with that. It does not. I feel very, that does not feel right to me, but we're going to go that way. If that's the way Baylor's saying it, we will go with that. Um, Yves Missy. 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 All right, M-I-S-S-I. We'll we'll get him to campus, and we'll make sure of everything. But the big news is the young man has decided to reclassify, and as Aaron said, he was one of the top players in the country for the class of 2024. Baylor's class of 2024 was like a top five class in the country. That'll change now that he's not in it. Now, again, they've still got time uh, waiting to see if they can reel in Trey Johnson out of Lake Islands. If they do that, it doesn't matter. It'll be a top two or three class in the country maybe the number one class in the country if they could go get him. Now, what will be funny, Aaron, is to see, I would say, with Jacoby Walter and uh, Miro Little, the 2023 class, just because of sheer numbers, uh, just the two of them, it's been somewhere like, I don't know, what, 15th in the country, 20th, somewhere like that. And with this guy now – with Ives joining this group for 2023, again, I don't know how quickly on three and 247 and ESPN recalculate this, but I could see this class suddenly jumping in to the top 10, maybe even around number seven or eight in the country. Because this, uh, this is a big, this is a huge pickup. This means that now for 2023, they have like a top 10 guy in Jacoby Walter, McDonald's All-American, and then another McDonald's All-American type in uh, Yves. All right. Very, very interesting. Very, very exciting news. And, that, you know, to finish what I was going to say on the Dallas Stars, tough one, man. To be down 4-2 in the third period, no one scores, neither team scores, after a huge scoring first period. No one scores in the second period, and in the third period, here they come. Pavelski with the hat trick. Pavelski with four goals in this game. All the hats were being thrown out on the ice, and then I can't remember that guy's name, Aaron. Number 39, you remember the guy's name? That ball's, the the puck's kind of bouncing around out there. It's free, and it was kind of a trash-type deal. It's just floating around, and he kind of grabs it, he gets knocked out of the play. He gets back in the play, and he put up a beautiful kind of almost like a backhanded wrister on him, and it, it went in, and uh, and Stars lose 5-4. Now, Aaron, I, I mean, she's really our expert on all sports. Lately, it's been horse racing. Uh, NHL, I don't doubt that she's a big-time Stars aficionado. Aaron, let's uh, let's prepare for today's episode 
of Stephanie's Sports Corner. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, Myatt Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Uncle Worm Smokehouse, Mission Golf Cars, and Epperson Tractors. Stephanie, welcome. Thank welcome you. to the program. Yeah, good to have you. Thanks. Thanks and I, so much. I know I know always fun to hear from your sponsors on a daily basis, but you needed to say an extra word about one of your sponsors today. What's that about? So Uncle Worm's Smokehouse Texas Cuisine. They are located on North 19th Street here in Waco near MCC and the airport in the old red barn that used to be, you know, like El Con, La Fiesta. And um, they now, they're known for... There are food trucks and catering, but they now have a restaurant. I've actually eaten at it, and it is wonderful. They're Good. open Tuesday through Saturday, and they're well. No- they're known for their famous ribeyes. Um, oh yeah. So next yeah. time you're in town, Matt, we'll go have a ribeye. And then they're known for their meatballs and their Mac Daddy brisket and mac and cheese. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I well, need to you say- know. <laughs> you know where I do most of my brisket and sausage and all I that, know. but I like. I like what you're talking about. I like adding kind of a ribeye to the mix. We could. With Uncle Worms. We okay, could. that's good stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, so, now tell me, what do you have for us well, today? Well, I got a couple of things. Um, yeah. So, you know, I always give you uh, or try to give you, you know, what's going on during the week on the weekends with sports. You say it's a TV guy, but I really, I don't even know if they have a TV guide anymore, Matt, but I do research it. But something here locally is going on, and it is the 2023 McLennan County Mudfest, and it'll be out in Riesel at the Riesel Lions Club Fairgrounds. And it's these, I guess, these big trucks that, like, race in mud and jump over stuff. Like, I am not a muddy kind of girl, so I don't know what all it entails, but it's a big thing. So um, I guess they're called mega trucks. And um, it's, it's $20 for adults and $10 for kids, four and under are free. Hey, if you need more information on it, you can go to the ESPN Central Texas Facebook page, and it's all listed right there, all the information, but that is going on this weekend. So, with that being said, here's my sports corner for today, Matt. There is a town in New Jersey, Deptford Township, New Jersey, and it is all over the news, and I just want to have a discussion about this because I agree with them, but they have put a rule in Little League in their town that... If a parent or a spectator is yelling at the umpire consistently because they disagree with the way the umpire is calling um, a play, they are automatically kicked out of the game and they are not allowed to return until they themselves ump three games. And I think that's great because me being a parent, when I used to go to my kids' little league games, I was that parent that you want to put a muzzle on my mouth, you know? I can't, you know, I'm not behind the plate. I can't see if it's a, if it's a strike or if it's a, you know, a, what do you call it, a ball or whatever. Like you walk him, and so I'm that parent that's embarrassing. So I agree because if they had this rule when I was going little league, there is no way that I would open my mouth because I don't even know how to ump. First off, and um, and second, the kids out there, man, these kids are little. They're you know, they don't even know how to hit a ball. So don't you know. They're learning to hit a ball. So these poor umps, you know, are getting yelled at by these parents and spectators in this town that last year, like, umps are quitting left and right. So all these umpires got together, and this is what they came up with for their little league world, and I think it's kind of cool. 
Maybe they should put it in the MLB, too. <laughs> Man, I I want to apologize to all our umpires that uh, that might be listening that were exposed to Stephanie. <laughs> and, uh, right. I, when you said put a muzzle on, I heard Aaron kind of laughing. He I don't was know. laughing. I mean, we would <laughs> certainly never do that to you um, uh, here in Stephanie's Sports Corner. But that is uh, that's really interesting. I mm-hmm. would have thought you would have been just rooting for your child, and I could see you being loud in that fashion. It, it surprises me <laughs> to hear that you were tough on umpires because I, I would think you would be generally pretty supportive of the people giving of their time, but I appreciate your honesty on I that. I mean, I am. Um, I'm type A personality, mm-hmm. of course, and like to be in control, like, all the time. So I had to learn when I go to my kids' Little League game that I just, you know, I had to learn to be quiet, but, you know. But yeah. I do feel sorry for the umps that had to listen to my mouth. <laughs> Who taught her that, and how can we get in touch with them? <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was born that way. You know that song? I was born this way. You know, that's mm. all I so, okay. but we I do don't know music stations yeah, uh, for, for that type of thing. <laughs> now, uh, uh, this is interesting. You said this was in Bedford Township, something like it's that. What's Deptford, this thing called? Deptford Township, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. it's made national news and other little league associations around the country are thinking about implementing this. And I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I do. Let them, co- let them come out there and up. Now you always though, get the, obnoxious parent who's like, yeah, I'll do that. I'm happy to do that, okay? Um, and, and I I mean, you could get this could get a little out of hand. <laughs> could you ever have people almost purposefully uh, doing this, purposely doing this, um, and it, just to try to get to up, uh, try to get to umpire? <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, I wouldn't purposely do it because don't you have to put on, like, pads and, you know, no. No, no, no. I wouldn't do that because well, I don't want to get dirty. The, that's <laughs> just behind the plate. I do not think anybody just from the stand should be qualified. They should not have to be put back there to do balls and strikes because it would be chaos. But you put them out in the field, let them get hollered at a little bit, and and I kind of like the rule. I think this is mainly about settling things down in that town, mm-hmm. and they're hoping it doesn't come to this, I, that, that one of the parents has to do this, um, but uh, – that that but and I think they would think that the parent would would opt for just being kicked out for however many games than to opt for being because that would be embarrassing if one of the moms or dads had to put on the the uh, the protector you know the chest protector mm-hmm. and all in the in the catcher's mask and go out there and try to call balls and strikes. I think they but, should make them be like the mom and dad that have to provide snacks for the. Winning team, the home team, and the away team the whole season. I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah. There you go. There's another way to do it. Or make them run practice. I like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's a cool little story. I like the thought, though. People need, and even at the the travel ball and high school level, just because your kid's really good at sports gives you no right to act that way toward the officials. Hey, I get mad. Of course, I'm in the press box a lot, so I can't be up there hollering at the officials. But (laughs) I'm not above that. I'm not above getting upset in the stands. But I'm not close enough generally at a Baylor game to really impact the officials. I may be mad. Somebody in my section tends to, who might have been one of my fraternity brothers, hollers and screams at the refs. Well, you can't. 
that doesn't impact those guys in a, but in a at a youth baseball right. or high school level where they're basically getting paid nothing they're barely getting paid anything we you, you, there, there yeah. does seem to there needs to be some perspective i got upset with some dad one time i guess he was a dad and <laughs> it, we were, our team was playing it was like 5th or 6th grade maybe it was junior high i don't know i think it was like 6th or 7th grade and he was down there encouraging everybody to heckle our free throw shooter. And I felt like that was too young of an age. There's a time for that where the fans can start screaming and the students can when they're in high school, right, at the free right. throw line. Right. I felt like at sixth grade or seventh grade it was too it was too early for that. And I had words with him mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, with that parent, and probably a little bit too aggressively. <laughs> you know, uh, right. and it, but it looked like one of those uh, – umpire situations you know where you've seen the manager and the manager starts kicking dirt right. on the umpire yeah it looked a little bit but, like and you uh, know these little kids are out there trying to learn how to play the last thing they yeah. need is yeah. a parent yelling from the stands i mean that's embarrassing i mean my kid you know yeah. he grew up playing baseball there and judge and they would both be like you know who let your mom out man put her back in yeah. so you know and, and the poor umpires, like you said, you know, they're not getting paid. Most of them are actually, they don't get paid that much or they're volunteering. So, hey, I think it's a great rule, and I think we should impl- implement it across the country. Good stuff. I Thank like you. it. And Thank you'll you. be happy to know. That was a really nice Stephanie Sports Corner, chock <laughs> full of information. And, Stephanie, you'll be happy to know next we have a national championship winning Baylor coach. There you that, go. That is next. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at CentexSportsFan.com. Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine is not just a food truck anymore. They now have a restaurant in the Old Red Barn in Bosqueville. Enjoy their special unique dishes like Mac Daddy brisket mac and cheese, meatballs, plus the best ribeye steaks in town, featuring a full bar with unique cocktails. Ladies, bring two or more friends for ladies' night every Wednesday night and get 10% off. Karaoke Thursday nights and famous catering for any event. Open Tuesday through Saturday, Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine, located on 19th Street in Bosqueville. It's been three years since COVID-19 changed life around the world. If there's one thing we've learned during that time, it's that Central Texans are tough. Waco Family Medicine is here to remind you that COVID-19 can be more dangerous when you're unprotected. A safe, effective, and free way to stay tough against COVID is with vaccinations and boosters. Visit wacofamilymedicine.org slash vaccine for info about the safety of vaccines and a list of places to get yours in Central Texas. When it comes to COVID-19, a little poke can lead to a lot of protection. Golke Family Farms provides the ultimate in custom application and fertilizer for all your road crops and pasture needs. They are a distributor of fertilizer for farmland, grain, feed, hay, pasture crops, and vegetation for agricultural and farm supplies, along with growing and raising corn, wheat, and sorghum. Golke Family Farms is your local contact for LG corn seed and their performing corn hybrids and grain sorghum products. A proud supporter of Crawford High School Athletics, Golke Family Farms, seven generations strong. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hopkins Oil Company is proud of the students, faculty, staff, and administration of Crawford Independent School District and wishes the Pirates and Lady Pirates all the best on the field, court, or diamond. Established in 1962, Hopkins Oil Company of Crawford is the oldest running wholesale fuel and lubricant distributor in Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Jeff and Molly Bays and open 24-7, Hopkins Oil Company has a proud tradition of quality products and outstanding customer service. If you'd like to learn more about Hopkins Oil Company, call Brad Cox at 254-486-0123. 
Creativity and planning are the key elements in coordinating and designing a wedding or special event. Since 2014, the Bosque has provided the special venue you're looking for and extras that few can offer. The house at the Bosque features a beautiful split-level design with four bedrooms and four bathrooms, balconies, a large grand room, a kitchen, and an outdoor patio. The outdoor areas are perfect for large or small weddings and special occasions, portrait-taking, exploring, and just plain enjoying. The Bosque in Crawford. Learn more at TheBosky185.com. ButtFest 2023 is coming to the Riesel Lions Club Fairgrounds. Friday and Saturday, May 5th and 6th, some of the fastest mud tractors on the planet, mega truck racing, and UTV side-by-side racing. All sure to impress, plus a tough truck contest. It's the McLennan County MudFest, May 5th and 6th, presented by Alan Samuels Dot Jeep Round. Gates open at 6, show starts at 7 at the Riesel Lions Club Fairgrounds. Tickets are $20 for adults, $10 for kids 5 to 12, 4 and under are free. BYOB with a $10 cooler. Cans only. Seam is limited, so bring a lawn chair. And special thanks to RDO Equipment. Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, now joined by Fee Mulkey, uh, coach of Baylor's national championship winning Akron Tumbling Team. And uh, Fee, uh, congrats. Very exciting. I keep looking at that thing you that put out about three days ago with all the confetti dropping. Uh, it, I guess it never gets old, does it? Even though y'all do this every year, eight straight national titles, NCATA. Um, but I, I kind of like that. I'm, I'm trying to see if I can figure out how to make this my wallpaper on my uh, phone or on my Twitter to have all this confetti coming down. I'm, uh, I, I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not tech savvy, so I can't help you with that. But uh, I'm sure I'm sure Madeline can. But to answer your question, it does not get old. Um, every year is different. And and we just are still on cloud nine. Had so much fun this past week. All right. And, and then last night featured on SportsCenter. And I saw you tweeting about this a little while ago uh, saying kind of made you emotional. I mean, that's quite a way to end sports center uh on national tv with uh uh with two of your athletes student athletes uh pulling off uh what i would call a stunt uh i i this is uh and i my daughter's in cheerleading so i see things but i don't see i don't see things along these lines and even the sports center anchors were a little bit uh aghast or they were they were kind of like i cannot believe i'm i'm watching this now first of all who are those? Who was involved in that? Uh, what they were showing on Sports Center last night? So that was Bailey Humphrey uh, and Jordan Grindler, and they are mm-hmm. that was our Acro uh, third heat in Acro, um, mm-hmm. which they won an individual national title for that as well. You know, after the team title, we had the individual championship, and I like to call that a feat of strength. So I don't know about you, but uh, they are. <laughs> Just ridiculously strong and talented. So every time any of these athletes do anything, I just call it a feat of strength. The emotion with Sports Center, you know, came from number one. I'm just so happy for Bailey and Jordan to be featured like that, and they are just all over social media right now. And then the other layer of that for me is, you know, this sport is near and dear to my heart, and we have worked for 13 years now uh, to get it to an NCAA sport, which it is. 
and now we're working on an NCAA championship sport. And, you know, 13 years ago, I never thought we would be featured on Sports Center. That was a, a very, you know, vague dream, I guess you would say. So uh, it was very surreal and a great ending to a great week. All right. Well, I, I love watching all of it. Love when the pyramid happens. I love when everybody gets involved. And I kind of liked hearing you talk about your your halftime talk. I You know, I don't always know exactly – I mean, there's a lot to coaching this sport, but but you know the the, the halftime. I mean, the adjustments sometimes you have to make. Um, I mean, I again from a scoring standpoint, I have it in my mind that y'all just blow everybody out. But there are two or three schools I know that you know can challenge y'all. Oregon being one of those uh, uh, schools over the years. The uh, oh, the school from out in uh, Arizona catches my attention. Uh, I mean, it, it's pretty. It's pretty remarkable. Now, now in this in the national championship, um, what were your words? What what, what did you say that kind of uh, because I I don't. It sounded like from hearing you tell that story, you didn't you didn't hold back a whole lot. I did not hold back. So uh, they <laughs> you know, on uh, on Thursday the the or Friday the semifinal meet there they were in a different headspace. And so our team, you know, our sport is different, I think, than some sports because it's precision and perfection. And, and you, I think you strive for that in every sport, but we're literally scored on it. And on Friday, the semifinals, they were in a different headspace. And I didn't have to – I guided them through the meet, but they, I didn't, they didn't need me to light a fire under them because they were ready to go. There was no doubt. There was no anything. Um, and – Saturday, you, and there's so many variables. How did you sleep? You know, how are you feeling that day? There's 40 of them. How do I get them all on the same page? And at halftime, they had a really bad warm-up. And I know not everybody's totally familiar with the scoring, and it looks like we wiped Oregon out. And we, we did beat them handily because they didn't hit that last event. But, but had they hit everything perfectly, we still would have likely won, but it would not have been said by such a great margin. You can do a lot of damage. You can do a lot of good and a lot of damage in the second half in those last two events. And the way that we warmed up at halftime was not promising. And, you as, you know, if you're watching, you probably can't even see that if you're watching on TV, but if you're there in the room and you know anything about the sport, it was like, okay, maybe they're going to figure it out or we may not hang on to this. It was a pretty bad warm-up. So, um, yeah, I didn't hold back. And the great thing, you know, the reason they won, <laughs> I believe, all due to them, is that, you know, they responded to that. They allowed that honest feedback in the in that moment, and they listened, and they applied, and they performed in the second half. So I knew after I saw what they did in toss event, I knew that the momentum was back our way. It was not after warm-up. <laughs> I love it. Fee Mulkey joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Eight national championships in a row. Some of these individual uh, champions are are exciting too. You just talked about one of those. How many? How many of those did you did you take? I I thought I heard the guys last night mention five, but how did uh, how how many how many of those did you take home? We did win five individual championships. Uh, Bailey and Jordan won for that heat. Um, the, another acro heat, the six element heat, they won in that heat. Um, uh, the heat two in pyramid, uh, heat one in toss. We won at least one in every in every event. And then Cam Kitchens won an individual uh, championship in her past. 
Okay, and explain for those folks, like in her past, what, 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 did, she, what did she do on the individual in that to, to uh, win it? So, um, Cam, in a, in a meet you have, in the tumbling event, you have three group passes where they're synchronized. Yes. And there will be a duo, a trio, a quad. And then there's three individual passes where you go head-to-head with the other team, with one other person from the team across the mat. And Cam was our final tumbling pass. And so she competed um, a pass that scored a start with a start value of a 10. And I can't remember what she ended up scoring, but I know that she did score as high as a 9925 uh, over the weekend. And I'm not sure what she scored in the event finals, but um, she's quite a little tumbler. <laughs> oh, man. That is that's – that's an amazing score. That's fun to watch because you kind of go – right at each other and and you look across the mat and everything what are these teams what's it like y'all's relationship to these schools like at the very top of this um is it kind of friendly does it get a little like what's the is it Oregon like what would you what would you say is the I'm just thinking back on some of the teams you've beaten at the end of these things and who you face uh, which is that the team you y'all enjoy beating the most, or or is it is it kind of equal with two or three other teams? Uh, you know, I feel like um, it changes over the years, but it is. I think there's a mutual respect between most of the teams. We're not very well liked, Matt. You know, it's lonely up here. <laughs> Nobody likes the team that keeps winning, <laughs> so everybody would love to see us go down. And if you were in that gym, it was a small gym, but every seat was filled, and it was crazy energy for the other team. But I got to tell uh, you, the Baylor, the Baylor Nation, and it was great. That's what sports about. Don't cheer for both teams. Pick a team. Cheer for one. <laughs> That's what it's all about. So, um, but you know, with Oregon, I, I think there's a there's a hell, it's fierce competition, and I'm not going to sit over there on my sideline and and hope that they hit everything perfectly. But at the same time, if they do something that's great, I'll give them a clap, you know. And I think they feel the same way about us. But when it comes right down to it, we're going to compete against each other head to head. But I, I don't know. I can't say that I like beating any one team more than the other. Honestly, if I did, I, I tell you, it's more about just in that moment and, and stepping up to the, the plate. And we do compete. I think we compete better against Oregon because they, they are super talented and uh, take us to another level when we're standing across the map from them. So I do enjoy competing against Oregon. I think you should embrace this villain thing. I mean, in you know, <laughs> wear all black or have a certain hat that you wear. Uh, I think you should v- very much lean into this. But, I mean, this is unprecedented. <laughs> Eight national titles in a row. Uh, nobody, obviously, it's a young sport. Nobody's done anything like it. Um, I, I'm sure people sometimes say to you, make comparisons, whether it be to UConn women's basketball. It's just, uh, it, and, and with that comes a lot of pressure. And like you're saying, you got to sometimes calm folks down and go, listen, this is, I know this is a lot to live up to, but that's why you came here. That's why you came yeah. to this place. And, uh, uh, and, 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 and I would imagine you have more and more people reaching out to you. I would think early on in the sport, you're almost having to go and find people and, hey, would you be interested in doing something like this? Um, I would think now with all these national titles, you get film or people reach out to you constantly. Has the has the recruiting aspect of this changed a lot? And does it does the portal stuff does that happen in your sport? Do you do you see between some of these top teams people coming and going, or you or have you not seen that much of that? 
so recruiting has definitely changed. Um, and I, I guess I used to have to knock down a lot of doors and explain what we were doing. You, you nailed it. And at yeah. this point, it's not it, – now it is more of – going out and finding who is a great fit for Baylor and identifying that talent and that potential and bringing them in. Um, and we do get a lot of inquiries constantly, for sure. As far as the transfer portal, uh, you know, I'm sure it's going to play a role eventually. It has not yet. Um, not for our program, necessarily. I see it more at the Division II level in our sport right now. Um, but I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it happen. I'm sure it will. Um, I'm still enjoying this this phase of the sport where uh, there's not a lot of entitlement. <laughs> Everybody's doing it for the love of the sport right now. Uh, so I know I'm ho- hopefully I'll retire before it changes, but um, that hopefully that won't be anytime soon, but um, yeah, it, it's changing a lot. You know, I think Baylor does a fantastic job with, with every, you know, we're doing well athletically, but man, everybody that supports us around our program does a great job of telling our story. You, you know, having me on the show, I appreciate it so much. You enable us to, to and, you know, teach about the sport and, and really spread the love about that. So um, I'm sure that part's only going to get easier. You know, we're at, we started at six schools and we are now at 54 and we'll be at 55, hopefully by the end of this week, if not next week. So this thing is really blowing up. 55 schools. I mean, by mm-hmm. next year, that's pretty good right there. Let's make sure we start mm-hmm. one at Texas or Texas A&M, some of these teams that we enjoy uh, beating up on uh, in, in recent <laughs> years, okay? I'd like to get some okay. of these some, some of these closer rivals going, but uh, it, it really is an interesting community. And I bet your girls, when they go to places like that, do you see the, the youth, do you see the, the little girls that are way into gymnastics and, and doing all the tumbling and all that are already coming out to this and, and really looking up to the young women? I do. That is. Thank you for asking that question. And it kind of speaks to the recruiting piece. So, you know, I recruit from gymnastics, competitive cheer, power, tumbling, trampoline, et cetera. But since we started the sport at the collegiate level, it has trickled down to the youth. So actually at our championship, just right down the road in another facility was the youth acrobatics and tumbling championship that was being held um, the same weekend. And it was just so cool to see them. And it's new. You know, it's only a few years old. And this is they do this through USA Gymnastics. And they were at all of those uh, young women, those young athletes were at our meet. Uh, They performed at our little halftime between the two team events. Um, So, yes, to answer your question, they are there. And it's just kind of spreading, you know, spreading the love. If you can see it, you can be it. And I think that's what the more we can expose youth to this opportunity, the more interest we're going to see, see in it. We're the only sport in history that, well, outside of football, that started at the collegiate level and trickled down to the youth level. And it's very cool to see that happening now. All right. Where can we see the, the trophy? Y'all have, uh, uh, I, 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 I mean, is there, is there a little tour it's going on? Or, or where could we, if we wanted to get a, a peek at that, where would be the best way to do that? Or are y'all going to go on the road with it at all, kind of like the Stanley Cup? I don't know. <laughs> I had not planned on a, a road trip with it, but I, I'm headed to our banquet here in a little bit. I'm sure the trophy will be there, but um, our sports information director usually has it out and about. Um, and I can't wait to get over to the Ferrell Center and we can properly display all of them when we get over there, have a little bit more space. 
Okay, good. Yeah, that'll be uh, that that'll be fun, and uh, at, put up the banners and just continue to do all that. Well, we're excited for you, and uh, uh, we you know we've come to expect it, but it's something that really no Baylor fan should take for granted. This unbelievable run that y'all have been on, and uh, and good luck as you kind of start the off season. And uh, I mean that's a lot of people. That's a that's a large large team. So how like how many spots will you be able to fill? recruiting wise um next year like uh, this uh this next class coming in the 2023 class how many new how many freshmen will you bring in there will be 15 freshmen so we're graduating seven and we're bringing in 15 freshmen because our numbers we were only at 40 this year so we'll go back up to 47 48 next year so i'm very excited about this incoming freshman class um, and I think Baylor, the Baylor nation is going to be very excited too. Uh, just lots more talent and, um, and from all over the country. So all over, I can't remember the farthest. I think Washington is the farthest state that's coming in this time, but they're just truly from all over the country coming in because they want to be Baylor Bears. I love that, man. Even up there near some of those other powerhouses, they're coming, they're choosing to come to Waco and be in your program. All right, uh, Coach Mulkey, really uh, fun to get to visit with you, and congratulations again, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks for having me on. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, there she goes, uh, Fee Mulkey, and you've heard her on here recently. John Morris does a great job with Acro and Tumbling. He calls some of this on the uh, on Big 12 uh, plus, or Big 12 now, ESPN Plus, and uh, these national championships, I believe, are still archived up there if you're a subscriber and you want to go check that out. And they do an incredible job. And, of course, I'm still – I know a little bit about it. I've watched some of it. But, um, yeah, I mean, when they make these passes, it's pretty amazing. And then it, and then they get to go right against the uh, – uh, it's kind of like they're responding to each other, almost like a little uh, – uh, fight back and forth. It's a really cool sport. So great job for the Bears. All right, it is time for Campus Confidential. And um, got some big Baylor men's basketball news to cover with you. Aaron is all over it. That is next. Baylor Big 12 Softball this weekend. On 101.3 FM. Baylor softball closes the regular season with a split series against Texas. Games Friday at 6.30 from Austin, Saturday at 6 from Waco, and Sunday at 1 from Getterman Stadium. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball every game on 101.3 FM. Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine is not just a food truck anymore. They now have a restaurant in the Old Red Barn in Bosqueville. Enjoy their special unique dishes like Mac Daddy brisket mac and cheese, meatballs, plus the best ribeye steaks in town, featuring a full bar with unique cocktails. Ladies, bring two or more friends for ladies' night every Wednesday night and get 10% off. Karaoke Thursday nights and famous catering for any event. Open Tuesday through Saturday, Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine, located on 19th Street in Bosqueville. 
SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. In Cummins Bank wants you to be the first to know about our newest rewards checking account, Mars Rewards. Mars Rewards goes beyond any other debit card-based rewards program by giving you exponential earning potential. We even reward you when your referred friends open a Mars Rewards account and use their debit card. Open your Mars Reward checking account, use your debit card, and get paid. Visit InCommonsBank.com Mars to view complete account requirements and open your free Mars Rewards checking account today. In Cummins Bank, member FDIC. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. Hey, Russ, I heard you're working for Walker Realtors, the Eastland Group. I sure do, and we have two locations, Waco and China Spring. I hear you're joining Home for Heroes. Yes, I'm joining a national organization called Homes for Heroes, where all firefighters, healthcare professionals, law enforcement, military or veterans, and teachers qualify for this awesome program. How can people find out about this program? Well, they can call me at 512-417-9772. Waker Realtors are your real estate experts. Cool. Campus Confidential is brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet, where they say we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and we treat you like family. Check them out at turnerchevy.com. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Thank you, Jim Turner. Thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet. Thank you, Derek. Derek Scott out there, Jim Turner, great friends of the program, our first ever title sponsors. And then, of course, Central National Bank, a couple of years later, took over as our, uh, but boy, Jim Turner Chevy, right out of the chute. When I first came on several years ago, the 10 to noon show, there they were. And Jim has been an enormous supporter ever since. And uh, 
Get out there and look at those trucks. Oh, my gosh, those gorgeous trucks they have out at Jim Turner Chevrolet. Great to uh, to do some Campus Confidential. And, uh, Aaron, I, I last night I, I was kind of a little down because that boy K-State ends up with uh, that great guard that I love from North Texas, Tyler Perry. I thought it was going to come. I don't, Texas Tech, of course, has his former college coach, but Jerome Tang – you think Jerome's paying these guys? <laughs> um, Jerome is just—he's cooking. He's cooking. He's—he's a, he's a great chef. But uh, yeah, Jerome. No, Jerome does everything above board. But uh, he did land this great player from Conference USA. We can get to that in a minute. But Aaron, what is the big news today, though? The real positive news with Baylor men's basketball. Baylor men's basketball added to its 2023 signing class today. As center Ivez Messi reclassified from the 2024 class and will now be a member of the 2023 class and be at Baylor next year, along with signees Miro Little and Jacoby Walters. Missy is ranked the number 14 prospect in the country in the 2024 class by ESPN. He's a 6'10", 215-pound center, born in Belgium, who grew up in Cameroon and averaged... 12.5 points, 10 rebounds, and almost three blocks last year playing for Prolific Academy out of California. I would have enjoyed going to a place called Prolific Academy. <laughs> it is a cool name, isn't it? Where do you go to school? All over at Prolific. Prolific Academy. I mean, we didn't have, I went to Kaufman High School. That's all, I mean, you know, not much to it. We weren't really prolific at anything. <laughs> we were very okay. good at band. You guys were at Robinson oh, or yeah, just mo- Waco? Robinson, multiple state titles. Did you ever play an instrument? Yes, I played baritone. We did not win state when I was there, but we finished fourth <laughs> my senior year. <laughs> they, y'all, you're like the, you're, you know, someday Baylor will not win a national t- championship at acro and tumbling. You were that guy for Robinson. You, they said, oh, no. <laughs> we've lost we finally we ended the streak that's good though robinson i wonder if they still have a good band out there somebody will know on the text line 254-662-1660 did they ever recover from aaron graduating from losing the baritone <laughs> now when i think of baritone i think of a singer that's interesting a baritone i i mean i know what you're talking about but i every time when somebody says i'm a baritone I think of your. I, I would think you're a, like uh, your singing voice, Aaron. But you're talking about the instrument you played. Yeah, and the baritone has changed. It used to look like a mini tuba, except for marching bands. For for regular performance bands, I think it's still the same. But marching bands, it now looks like a huge trumpet. It's pretty amazing. Like a real large trumpet. Mm-hmm. When it used to look like a, a kind of a miniature tuba. That's the one I hit. The miniature you had the kind of the miniature tuba look going. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have to, I have to see if I can find one, a baritone for you, Aaron. I'd like to see you perform sometime up at the station, or maybe even for our audience during Campus <laughs> Confidential. You could belt out uh, a few lines here. All right, Aaron. Well, that is good news. I've thought this whole time because he's from Cam- uh, Cameroon, and um, it's Y V E S, which is kind of a well-known. What is that, a French label? Uh, what is it, Yves Lorraine or something like that? 
And yes. and and so I always thought his name was Eves, but Aaron gets word earlier today by way of John Morris that it's Evez. And I have to admit, Aaron, when I when you threw that down earlier, you're ready today, to correct like, me. <laughs> oh, I was Mister Correction. Yeah, I was ready to dunk all over you. But uh, boy, Simcox used to come with some interesting stuff. Oh, I wish there was a there was one that we laughed about forever. The name. Aaron, see if you can figure out the name of the Toronto where the uh, where the Raptors play basketball. What's the name of their arena? The Toronto Raptors, where they play, um, where the NBA team plays. What's the name of that place? <laughs> oh, okay, I got it. Scotiabank Arena. Yeah, he went with Scotia. Oh, okay, Scotia. I would have said yes. Scotia. If he I, went with Scotia. I almost Scotia. did, and then I was like, wait a minute, sound it out. Uh, and, of course, <laughs> I never let him live that down. I was like, okay, Aaron. I was like, okay, Steven, let's redo this. <laughs> well, and you know, this is, this is how well I, we know each other after a couple of years of doing this. I said to John during the break after that segment when we talked about it, I was like, Matt's going to correct me on the name. that's right john knew uh you should have tipped me off man i know you're gonna think this is wrong i meant to actually i before we talked oh uh. man (laughs) yeah i might my sister at one point gave me a t-shirt that said the t-shirt says i'm i'm silently correcting your grammar (laughs) that is the perfect that is the perfect t-shirt for you (laughs) <laughs> Although I'm not always silent. You remember one time you said something and I kind of muttered on the air or something. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Um, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, Campus Confidential. That is good news. Aaron, I would say of this guy, Yves Missy, I, I mean, I've seen him even listed as 6'11". Um, and I know maybe officially they're saying 6'10". But think about next year. This team has gone from... Oh, man, we need a big man. Oh, we need some scoring. And maybe they still do, but you've got everyday John at 6'8 or 6'9 and extremely athletic. You've got uh, Ojanwina, who o- – Oja- yeah, Ojanwina, I think is how I say it. And Josh is 6'9, um, 6'10. He's 6'10. This guy may be 6'11. You've got uh, Caleb's – Loner is probably six seven, you know something like that. Six seven, six eight. Bridges is six seven. I mean, this is really overnight almost. I mean, it's kind of become a a big team adding Missy to this bunch. And again, I don't know what kind of score he can become. But if you're the number twelve player in America, here's what you likely are: you're likely a shot blocker and a rim runner. In the highlights I've seen, he's both of those. He can block shots, and he can do some rim running. And when I see him, I kind of think of not Aiton. Who am I thinking about? Oh, Capella. And I've even thought the same thing about uh, Ojanwana. He just he he his hands weren't quite there, but you could tell, man, he's coming. He's on his way, and they're both these guys kind of have that about them. Um, as far as a presence around the rim, and, and wouldn't it be great to have a scoring option down low uh, with the Baylor team that's usually a more guard-oriented uh, team? All right, Aaron, what else do we have? 
You mentioned it a little bit at the first of the segment, but North Texas transfer Tyler Perry, one of the top available players in the transfer portal, committed to Coach Jerome Tang in Kansas State last night. He chose the Wildcats over Florida, Ole Miss, and Texas Tech, where his former coach is now the head coach. Perry, a 5'11 guard, was the Conference USA Player of the Year. He averaged 17.3 points, 3.4 rebounds, and 2.1 assists last season, shooting 41% from three-point. Um, yeah, I happy for Jerome, but, I mean, the thing is, this is a smaller guard. He's not as small as Mr. New York City. I bet he's about 5'10", something like that. But he's just, he can shoot it from everywhere. He's got, and I, I think he's certainly a better pure shooter than Mr. New York City was, uh, Marquise Noel. He's, nobody has as much confidence as Noel. Now remember, Mo, Noel was probably 5'7", or 5'8". This guy's a little taller than that, but he he has extreme confidence. And I think there'll be a ramp-up period for him, but he is a shot-making dude. And he'll go in there and just make an immediate huge impact. How much will he score per game? Totally capable of 16 to 17 points per game, which would be great for them, which would be great for them. He was at UNT his first year. He was like one of the best six men in the country, certainly the best in the conference, came off the bench, closed every game, super, super player off the bench. His final year at North Texas, he was the best player in the uh, Conference USA. And, Aaron, let's remember, that's, that's the conference that produced a Final Four team in FAU. And, and, and a champion, two teams that played for the NIT championship in UAB and UNT. So pretty, uh, pretty, pretty big-time player. But uh, I, I, I'm not, I don't think he'll be a dominant. Like, for instance, I would still rank – like if Flagler were coming back, I would have Flagler. If Keontae, obviously I'd have Keontae. Um, I would say this kid is, I'll tell you, he all from a scoring standpoint, he's not quite as as pure a as a scorer as uh Cryer, but he's got more of a, a mentality. Like for Cryer. The coaches kind of sometimes had to do things for him, encourage him to kind of get him going. I don't think he was always the most confident player. This kid will get off the bus ready to shoot. So uh, I would say he and Cryer have similar abilities to, uh, to knock down shots. So that's probably a fair comparison, although this guy's a better scorer probably overall than Cryer. Not as good a shooter as L.J. Cryer, who'll be at Houston. And if he sticks around long enough, Aaron, he'll get to play a game in uh, Mexico City. He'll just hang out and play. I mean, you've been reading those stories, Aaron. The uh, Big 12 are going to play a football game. Which ones? Which is the thing, Aaron? Is the is the basketball game in Mexico City and the football games in Monterey, or is it, is it the other way around? No, that's correct. Uh, okay. Basketball in Mexico City and football in Monterey. You know... They ought to take uh, 
they ought to take somebody like uh, UCLA and play some games over there. Aaron, they'd probably have more fans. Yeah, I think. Just think, okay. I just no. I know. I just joke. <laughs> All right. Just kind of here. Just laid think, out on me. All uh, right. No, that's okay. Now I just UCLA had no fans this year. Their games are. Their stands were very empty. All right, uh, it is time. We're going to talk to one of the top quarterback gurus in the country. And this is, I think you're going to th- find this to be a fascinating discussion because some of these quarterbacks, Baylor's hopefully going to land. I mean, these are really, and he's also the quarterback whisperer for Mac Jones with the New England Patriots. That is next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Up to 60% off storewide clearance now at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Friendly GIA certified diamond experts, top diamond quality, thousands of markdowns hurry in. Up to 60% off at this first time ever clearance event at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Loose diamonds, engagement rings, wedding bands, diamond stud earrings, watches, diamond fashion, and gold fashion, all up to 60% off. Not a discount store, it's only at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. Combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin, and also at cnbwaco.com. After a remarkable 100-year run, the FCC is officially closing the doors on traditional analog copper POTS telephone lines. FCC has issued an order 10-72A1, which mandates that all POTS lines in the U.S. be replaced with an alternative source. Another issue we are seeing is print nightmare. That is the vulnerability in Windows print servers where an attacker could run code with full systems privileges. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or UBEO. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Central Texas now has an exciting new store where customers will enjoy a boutique-style setting for men's clothing. Welcome to Sterling Clothing Company. 
There, you'll find men's dressy casual clothing, good for every day at the office or perhaps dinner that night, but also shorts, swimwear, athletic wear, and shoes for the pool or attending the game. Sterling Clothing Company features brand names not usually found at other Central Texas stores, including Onward Reserve, Johnny O, Turtleson, 34 Heritage, Seven Diamonds, and Two Under Underwear. This store has one-of-a-kind clothing for all ages. Locally owned and operated, Sterling Clothing Company, 2012 North Valley Mills Drive, Waco, and at sterlingclothingco.com and on Facebook and Instagram. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 6, and Sunday, noon till 5. Brian Reeves here, Harley Davidson of Waco, inviting you out to our huge Cinco de Mayo party on Friday, May the 5th from 12 noon until 4 p.m. We're going to be serving up ice cold free beer, free margaritas, some incredible fajitas, and most importantly, a full day of fun, giveaways, prizes, with some really awesome local vendors joining us for the celebration. So come see us again Friday, May the 5th for our Cinco de Mayo Festival, Harley Davidson of Waco. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. This is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, Joe Dickinson joining us now. And, Joe, you've been on ESPN Central Texas before, but it was with Glenn Stretch-Smith, who's off coaching in the USFL right now. He can't hear us, so we can really say anything we want about, uh, about you know, Glenn, Glenn Smith. Uh, Joe, it's great to, great to visit with you. Thanks for coming on today. Oh, it's my pleasure, guys. I mean, and to be honest with you, I don't even know who Glenn Stretch-Smith is because I just raced him from my mind. It's all good. He's no keeper out on coaching, right where he's at. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've heard from him. I do not think he's enjoyed the spring, springtime in Michigan, where it doesn't get above about 50 degrees. And so there have been a few complaints here and there. But it is fun to see him back coaching. Now, you, you and Stretch first met each other. Was it at Oklahoma where you would be the uh, – you, you were the offensive coordinator there. Um, and I guess that does it go all the way back to those days? Is that is that when you first crossed paths with uh, with the man we call Stretch? Well, it actually started a little bit before that one job. Before that, I met Glenn. The first time I've ever met Glenn was at uh, North, when I was the coordinator at Northern Illinois, and uh, and he thought he knew about tight ends and wide receivers, and I was amazed that he didn't know very much. <laughs> I hope I wish he could pipe in here a little bit. Can we send this to him at the end? 
He only calls late at night these days. He's he's in meetings. Yeah, I mean, they, they meet for like six hours a day. I don't know what they're talking about in there, but yeah. they are talking about a lot. But, uh, Joe, you have become uh, what's known as a quarterback. I could call you a consultant, a guru, or how does Stretch say it? A guru, he likes to say. But, boy, oh, wow. through word of mouth, uh, you've become known as, as, well, let's call you the quarterback whisperer. You've become sought out uh, to work with these quarterbacks. And, you know, Mac Jones, you're known for and obviously working for him. But what's really cool is you get to know some of these guys when they're really, really young. And I'm sure some of these guys, maybe they make it to college. Maybe they don't obviously don't always make it to the NFL. But, Joe, it seems like you have really enjoyed working with people at a very young age is is that is that kind of fun to catch them when they're twelve or thirteen? Maybe before they before they uh, inherit a bunch of uh, maybe uh, uh, bad techniques and that type of thing. Well, I mean, you know, obviously, you're, you know, it's just all about helping young kids, right? And it's, you get, I get various, you know, I get like you're saying, there was a college guy that I never worked with before from Nebraska. And then he came down to Oklahoma and worked with me. So it's we get them at you know I don't take as many young ones anymore, Matt, as I did when I first started this. But uh, yeah, you know, but what we still do, right? There's always you know exceptions to the rule. It depends on you know their talent levels, their desires, and all that stuff. But I actually do have two of the. This is what I'm glad you brought this up. Two of the top ten years old guys, and you, I would have laughed if you would have told me I was going to coach a ten year old. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them lives in Beaumont, Texas, and the other one lives in Moore, Oklahoma, or Newcastle, Oklahoma. And I'm telling you, I'm amazed about how how good they are. And uh, so, yeah, it, it is. And I'm, what the, makes it really good is to to watch their growth and try not to to make mistakes with them to to you know not inhabit uh, you know or cause problems with any of their 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 growth and. Uh, and, and development of us being a quarterback. And because there's so many of these kids that are such a young age, they're so on fire about doing this. I mean, you, you, I was at 10 years old, but although I met Mac when he was 11, he tells people that I, I, he was eight. I just don't believe I've ever coached an eight year old. So, but anyway, maybe. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it's an interesting uh, job. I've been blessed. You know, it's, it's really good, to be honest. What is what is Mac Jones at age eleven or twelve, or when y'all when y'all when you first met him, was he already a pretty tall, gangly type guy? We think of him as having the big, the great measurables and all of that. What what kind of? I mean, was he a guy that you could tell immediately that that the ball was coming out, or, or was this a was this quite a long process? Like, what were what what stood out to you about him? In, in those early days, or did you have any inkling uh, right away that that he could he could someday you know be an NFL caliber quarterback? Well, you know, you never really know for sure. But it was an interesting way that I met Mac, and uh, his sister was. I was doing a a camp for a bunch of Division One players, quarterbacks, and at a place called Saddlebrook in a resort in in uh, Tampa, North Tampa, and it was not only was it a they have a football facility, but they had a tennis facility. And his dad, being a Wimbledon qualifier guy, right? He 
He mm-hmm. had Mac and his actually his sister, who ended up playing college tennis, down at it. And Mac saw us throwing the football around, and he shows up over there and wants to throw it around as a young guy. And these guys are all, you know, we call it the quarterback club. They were very gracious and like, hey, coach, look at this little guy throw and all that stuff. He looked like a little tennis player. That's what he was. And then, but being a tennis player, you know, he made a lot of muscle memory things that. uh the racket coming out over the top, that means the ball is going to come out over the top, all those things. So uh, there was a lot of things, but you have no idea at that point that they're, you know, going to be, uh, you know, but you never know. I mean, it just goes to show, but no, as you know, he, he was a little skinny kid, not very tall. He just looked like a little tennis player. And the next thing you know, he is who he is now. Right. I mean, he makes a lot more money than I do a year, Matt. I promise you that. Well, he needs to pay you some of that. Uh, well, <laughs> for, you don't for know all him that... very well. <laughs> you just don't know him very well. He's just... <laughs> well, now, what was uh, what was that like for Saban, uh, uh, some of those offensive coaches, knowing how insular they are? I'm sure he had respect for you because you had been a college coach. But still, a lot of times they don't want – Outside influences and that type of thing. Um, were, were they pretty supportive of Mac, you know, wanting to, to work with you and, and as you continued to, even when he was in Alabama? I remember he came back to you because he wanted to work on some deep ball stuff and, 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 and really get together with you on, on that front. What was that like? Um, because obviously we know what his reputation is outwardly. Uh, a guy like Nick Saban, how did you kind of manage that with Mac to to work with him while also you know being respectful of the uh, of, of of their coordinators and their quarterbacks coach and all that? Well, you know that's that's a good question too. Is you know uh, yeah, it, it, a lot of times Mac would come to me, but I actually went on their campus on numerous occasions and worked with him, but uh, and used the indoor facility and everything that pretty much anymore, Matt, and now it hasn't always been this way, but I would say probably 75 to 80% and maybe even higher of the quarterbacks that are having college football are have being trained by someone outside privately. All right. And, uh, and the deal was, and I think Nick was a little bit more open yeah. with the fact of me because I'd spent, you know, 30 some years and, actually coaching college football and, and a little bit of pro football, right? So, anyway, so that that was uh, – he, he was very receptive to it. And, uh, you know, it was good. I mean, we just went out there and did what we did, and it was very businesslike, and, it was, you know, it was a nice situation. And, of course, guys, they have the best facilities. You know what I mean? There's, I, I'm sure there's some people that have a little bit better, but, you know, they have great facilities and – it was just real. Everything about it was just first class. Well, in in some of these places where you work out at, like Texas high schools, isn't it amazing how some of those facilities, whether it be Allen, I mean, some of these RISD schools are the same way. Um, it, it's almost as nice, if not nicer, some of these indoor facilities than some of the college facilities. I I bet it still continues to amaze you. Um, how you'll maybe meet up with a new quarterback or someone and you're like, you see their facilities. Has that been pretty amazing to watch over the years? And by the way, has that spread into Oklahoma? 
has some of that money crossed the border where you live? And uh, do we have some? Do we have a lot of indoor facilities there? Well, there's not a lot of indoor facilities, no. But I, luckily, that I I train at one in Oklahoma at a school that does have one. Washington, Oklahoma has one, and uh, it's not a it's not a full size one, but it's it's plenty big enough. You know, sixty yards. Something like that, you know, if you can get everything you need. And but yeah, I'm amazed by some of the Texas high school facilities. But if you if you know anything about football or recruiting or that stuff, you re, you you understand that. I mean, this is kind of the Cadillac of uh, high school football and all across the country. No, not, none other like it, to be honest. The it's where Friday Night Lights came from. So I mean, they're supporting the habit here, right? I mean, it's uh, it's you know, it's it's a big deal. It really is. Joe, what's the first thing you evaluate with with these young quarterbacks, whether it be in high school or when you're asked to to look at a college quarterback? You you want to probably like a golf swing, take what they're really good at, and and maybe not try to make just enormous changes. But what's the what's what's your like when people think, okay, Joe, Coach D, you know, Coach Dickinson, this is this is kind of what he's known for in the quarterback realm. What is your what's the biggest thing you always uh, point to when you're starting to evaluate and maybe start to work with a quarterback? Well, obviously, you know, there's a lot of core things that they have to core values and things that they have to be, you know, able to do or are accept, you know, have to take the coaching of of change, right? Cuz a lot of people don't realize that they, it's just not as easy to do this as they as they think, and it's and it's a you know it's a process. And if they'll fall in love with the process, they usually have very good endings. Now, like you said before, not very many of them end up into the pros. Uh, quite a few of them end up in college football. Uh, some of them decide it's not for them, uh, and it's just. But there is a huge interest in it. You know, when I first started doing this, getting out of college coaching and, and whatever when I first started doing this there's probably 10 of us in the country that was doing this I would say it's probably thousands that are doing it now so it's a little bit different a lot of those guys just it became a, a very fad thing to do you know a kind of a chick business right they're like oh I played quarterback a little bit or I watched a lot of football I, I think I can do this and uh, some guys can some guys can't and Luckily, it's uh, it's been really good to me. I'm going in year 16 uh, doing it, and uh, and I had a little break there when I was at Buffalo, but not really. We still, I still did stuff. So it is year 16 that I've been doing it, and and you would have told me that I would have seen or done the things that I've done and coached so many of these guys. It's I've been around a lot of them, man, from celebrities' kids to Joe Montana's kids. It does it doesn't matter. I mean, there's just a lot of people getting training. And especially at the quarterback position. Yeah, and uh, Joe Dickinson joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. One of your guys just won the state title, Hoss Haney, and uh, out there in Alito. And it's rare, isn't it, to have a quarterback that that has that type of speed. It's just interesting what people want in a quarterback. It's like they'll they'll hold the size against you and yet the college is just uh the NFL first pick of the NFL draft was what five ten and a half out of Alabama. I mean and and so I, I guess you probably have worked with guys at all kinds of different sizes and measurables. But when you have 
someone like Haas, who runs the anchor on, on a state-bound 4 by 4 team, I mean, that just adds a whole other element. Do you get into kind of the, the almost the strategy of, of visiting with them about, like, hey, here's how you kind of need to know when to take off, when to pass it, because, I mean, everybody wants one of these dual sports guys, uh, these dual threat quarterbacks. I'm wondering how much do you spend on the mental side of all this? Oh, we, we spend a lot. You know, we have quarterback schools. You know, a matter of fact, at the end of June, Mac Jones will come down here and we'll have a, a maybe another pro or two quarterbacks and they'll bring some of the Patriots receivers and just like we did last summer and to get in the heat and sweat, which they don't get up there. But we have quarterback schools and, and we get into that, you know. But what I try not to do is to, to do too much that, that overlaps or cause any conflict is what they're trying to do at those high schools. I mean – those guys, Robbie Jones and those guys in the lead, don't know exactly what their quarterback is thinking or see on each in each play, and uh, and so I try not to debate that very much. I just try to make sure to try to be basically what you would call if you were in the horse racing business an exercise rider. You know, let let the jockeys run their race, but get their horse ready to run, right? And I guess that's probably just I don't know why that popped in my mind, but that's really is you just try to get them ready to run the race, and I mean. And it's funny because you said about Haas, because he's definitely in a race, and you don't. There's not many Haas Haneys in in the country. I mean, Haas is probably one of the ten fastest quarterbacks in America at all levels. It doesn't matter if it's college or pro or high school. You run sub, you know, ten five six or whatever it is, you know, or you you run a forty seven split on the mile relay on a, on an anchor or whatever. There's that's just not heard of very much. So he is very uncommon. Not many of those guys out there. Uh, I think that's why he's getting a lot of attention. And uh, he's, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, he just, uh, he's, he's just, he's pretty unique, man. I don't know if you would want to call him the unicorn, but he's, he's, you know, he's pretty, he's pretty special. Yeah. Well, I'm interested because in I thought there's somebody from Beaumont you were talking to and, and, uh, I've seen some stuff on social media, so it's going to be fascinating to watch some of your guys. Did Tom House, did y'all ever uh, – I just wonder if, if you guys that are quarterback uh, experts and consultants ever compare notes. And I remember Tom House when he was a pitching coach, and I'm sure football people were kind of like, hey, Tom, this is our field, you know. But it was interesting that Tom made the transition into working with quarterbacks, famously – Tom Brady being one of them. And, I, and I'm just wondering if any of those odd things he used to do with pitchers, and I'm sure he brought some of those same odd techniques um, to working with quarterbacks, did you ever adopt any of those, or did any of those ever interest you, or did you just, did you just have a completely different approach? No, we, I, I'm always looking to learn. If there's something I can learn from that Tom House that he posts out there or whatever, I'm receptive to it. Um, and, and 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 Tom's a guy that you know he's an old guy like me. He doesn't try to convince everybody that he's a football guy. He's a throwing guy, right? Now he's he couldn't tell you how to do a five step drop or things like that. He has he had guys working with him out there that do that for him. But he he certainly knows how the mechanics of throwing and all the things that that he talks about is. Relaxed jaw, all these things that you know that cut that cut off your your force from throwing the football. He's very aware of that, right? And he's you know he's 
I mean, come on, he's, you know, he's unique in what he does and he's, you know, he's, he's made a great transition. And so if I can learn something from him, I'm certainly going to do it. And uh, it's not like we'd call and talk to each other, but I'm aware of him. And he reached out to Mac and wanted to show him a few things. And I was very receptive to that. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Matt, you're never too, too old to, to learn, man. You know, you're, you're learning or you're dying. I was well look at it. So I'm trying to keep learning. All right. Well, keep an eye on these Baylor quarterbacks, if you would. They've got a little battle going on right now, and they got a baseball player who's really a talented kid, uh, former ba- a great baseball player. But I bet you do find that some of these guys that have done different things, that sometimes can help. Like with Mac, the tennis. Mahomes was a great baseball player, played basketball. Um, I, you know, Romo played all the sports. I, I, I think this uh, parents sometimes get a little too specialized, and I think these kids are you. Do you are you of that belief where you still kind of like it when you see uh, kids, uh, girls, and guys playing uh, several sports instead of just specializing at an early age? Well, you know, I was a four sport letterman in high school, so I would have, you know, I do know this. I wasn't very good at any of them, but I was a little bit good <laughs> at all of them, right? I mean, so. With that being said, and uh, you just—it's hard to uh, imagine not me not playing basketball or baseball or whatever in, in high school, and uh, you know, and much less football, and, and then run a little bit of track here and there. But it's just now I'm not into the big specialization, but I'm telling you what—it's going that way because yeah. there's so many people training that way. And you know, when you're talking about Baylor, I know that Baylor's recruiting uh, one of the kids from Beaumont, Roy Thomas Jenkins, who has offers and stuff. Not from Baylor yet, but he's a he's a guy that you know because Haas was interested in him, and then now Roy is, and uh, you know, and he's he's actually coming to meet me in the Alito area on Saturday, Friday to throw because I mean he's probably visiting. You know, I don't really ask him. He's probably going to visit with TCU or some of that stuff up here, but. You know, Texas has a lot of great quarterbacks, man, and I'm just lucky to have a few of them. All right, yeah, I was wondering. I, I thought I saw that on social media that uh, you may be working with him, but that's a uh, – Yeah, he's, he's that's part a, of my guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, I tell you, it's fun. Now, do you have to stretch ever get out and still run routes as a former tight end? Does, can you tell us anything? Does he have decent hands even as he gets into his late 50s, perhaps sneaking up on 60? pretty decent hands for an older gentleman uh i'd be honest with you matt i'm surprised he even eats with those hands they're so bad right now they're just it's really bad man <laughs> it's not any good right now, he's a big target but i hey, man don't mm-hmm. get it away from his frame because he's not going to catch it it's just not going to happen <laughs> just not not a great catch radius uh but anyway. no, it's, it's really weak man for a big, big guy <laughs> oh. All right, we'll make sure he hears this. Uh, yeah, uh, sure he hears. Joe, fun to visit with you, man. Continued success, and uh, we got some quarterbacks in Central Texas. I'll say it. I mean, this uh, Cash McCollum from China Spring, who transferred in there from Wimberley, is a is a really fine young quarterback. And some of these twenty four quarterbacks, as you're seeing, like two thousand twenty four, some of them kind of are late bloomers sometimes. And I think they're. Their you know, families and everybody's like, wait, why is my kid not getting recruited? Well, I mean, you know, it, it still could happen. So uh, happen. it's a it's a it's a very interesting process. Joe, thank you for shedding some light on this, and uh, really uh, really appreciate you spending time with us. We'll talk to you soon. 
Hey, Matt, thanks for having me on, buddy. Appreciate you it. bet. Yeah, there he goes, Joe Dickinson. And uh, he was at uh, Northern Illinois back in the day. He was on. Uh, he was at uh, Oklahoma as the offensive coordinator, a great offensive coach, offensive mind. And then he became, he's sort of known now as a quarterback whisperer and uh, does a nice job talking to uh, various quarterbacks across the state. Um, I mean, the guy we were talking about is truly, that was interesting to hear him say that, wasn't it, Aaron? A senior, a guy that will be a senior next year in high school, he was saying of him that he's one of the ten fastest quarterbacks at any level, NFL pro, uh, excuse me, NFL college or high school, any place in the country. This kid that's going to be a senior at Alito next year. I mean, that if that doesn't put things in perspective, and by the way, Baylor went after that kid too. Uh, he has committed to TCU, unfortunately, still hoping he can find religion before it's too late. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas, and um, we'll uh, we got a couple things to we got big Baylor news to review, Baylor men's basketball, and then a couple things I want to say on the uh, Texas Rangers. Uh, they played earlier today, and want to want to take a peek at some things, catch up on them, and then one word I have on Baylor baseball to kind of calm folks down. Everything's going to be fine, and they got another shot at it tonight. At 6.30, we'll have Baylor baseball right here on ESPN Central Texas. All of those things coming up next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor athletics. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody is covering check of Baylor athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor baseball falls on the road, and they're back in action tonight. We'll give you details. Plus, women's tennis moves on into the NCAAs. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is Ted. Wedding bells and suddenly. Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. Discounts may vary by situation. Looking for power, performance, adventure, or luxury? We've got it all at Allen Samuels Dodge Jeep in Waco. Shop the greatest selection of brand new inventory in Central Texas during the Memorial Day sales event and get amazing deals on Ram trucks, Jeep, SUVs, Chrysler, sedans, and minivans, or a sporty Dodge all month long. Browse online and get pre-approved with no impact to your credit score or come in and find the vehicle that's right for you today. Hurry in to the Memorial Day sales event going on now at Allen Samuels in Waco. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor baseball dropped a tough 9-8 decision on the road at Abilene Christian last night. Now the Bears turn around and back in action tonight at Baylor Ballpark hosting Texas A&M Corpus Christi. It's a 6-30 first pitch tonight for the Bears and the Islanders on the air at 6-15 right here on ESPN Central Texas Television tonight on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. 
Meanwhile, Baylor men's and women's tennis getting set to open NCAA tournament play this Friday. For the women, they'll open in College Station, matched against SMU in their NCAA tournament opener. Baylor, a 4-1 winner over the Mustangs on April 10th during the regular season. Head coach Joey Scrivano asked what positive comes out of that win earlier this year. Well, they're going to take away, you know, the, the feelings uh, of that match. You know, that's what they should. They're, they're the athletes, so they're, they're, there's a lot of emotion when you, when you have to compete at this level. What our job is going to be to now get to the, the facts. <laughs> you know, here's the reality of that match, and here's what we can do better. Um, and that's, that's what the coaches are going to do the next couple of days is just try to bring it back to, you know, here's the X's and O's, and here's things that we need to do better this time. So... Just overall, do you like that matchup, or you know, how do you yeah. how do you feel about it? You know, every matchup has pros and cons. Yeah. So ultimately, uh, it's not really like. It's just right. I just look at it as like an object. You know, yeah. we just have to you know look at that uh, very uh, objectively and just say, okay, here's what we need to do, and and uh, and then communicate that to the athletes. So that's that's the deal. The athletes have the hard job. You know, they they have to go out there and uh, you know, play with their full mind, body, and spirit, and the coaches just can go, well, here's, here's how you win. They, they have to actually go out there and execute. So that's, that's gonna be the, the challenging thing, and that'll be challenging for both teams. Whoever shows up, whoever's really present, that's, that's who will probably win. Joey Scrivano and Baylor Women's Tennis opening NCAA tournament play Friday morning at 10 from the Mitchell Tennis Center in College Station. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Introducing the new B.O.B. Ballin' on a Budget Family Pack at Hellberg Barbecue. The B.O.B. Family Pack feeds up to four people. It includes one pound of pork steak, a smoked then fried half chicken, half pound of sausage, two pint sides, and a pint of their famous banana pudding, all for $40. And Thursdays from 4 until 7, you can save 20% on this deal. The B.O.B. Family Pack is available for just $32. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H-braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MyatFuels.net. That's MyatFuels.net. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. 
You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Pascal Insurance and Real Estate is a full-service, independent insurance agency and real estate company. They write all policies from commercial to auto and home. Pascal Insurance represents multiple companies, including Safeco, Travelers, Allstate, Progressive, Nationwide, and Hoheim Prairie. The real estate experts specialize in residential, commercial, and farm and ranch properties. Stop by and check them out at 401 Madison and McGregor or learn more at psrealtors.com. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. It's Genco's 70-year Platinum Auto event. Now's the time to go platinum at Genco, where we've been saving members money by paying less for their cars, lowering their interest rates, and reducing their payments. Refinance now and receive a rate as low as 5.09% for 48 months. Then skip your payments for 70 days. Apply online and get an additional rate discount of 0.15%. Go platinum. 70 days, no pay platinum. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policy. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. Member NCUA. Since 2014, CNA Agribusiness and the Anthony Bubert family have been supporting the agricultural needs of the Crawford community and surrounding areas through custom application, crop scouting, and other services. CNA Agribusiness is family-owned, and as lifelong residents of Crawford, they're proud to raise their children in this community and to cheer on the Crawford Lady Pirates. Let's go, Pirates! Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. Hi, is uh, Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And... Well, unfortunately, the uh, Rangers came up short earlier today. And, of course, you could have heard that game over on our Fox affiliate. And Rangers lose 12-7, to all right? Out hit the Diamondbacks 12-10, to but uh, did, not, uh, did not go well. And um, it, uh, the uh, loss was... Well, I guess Boers was looking to see when they really broke through, and it was in the seventh inning, the Diamondbacks. That's when they scored five runs. It was a, it was Rangers were kind of hanging in there. It was six to six, pretty tight ball game, and then at the top of the seventh, Arizona just goes crazy, and so Boers, that's S B O R Z. You're familiar with his work. Uh, the bullpen continues to be. A bit shaky, and let's not act like the uh, starting pitching was that great uh, today. They've been playing very well, uh, so nothing, you know, too concern concerning. But that was uh, Heaney goes out and gives up six earned, uh, four and two thirds, had five strikeouts, walked four, just threw way too many pitches, and uh, didn't have his command. And now his ERA, even though he's had some really good games this year. 
Uh, he's it's an alarming 552 uh, on the season, and then Boers comes in and is not much better. Gives up three earned runs. Those two pitchers that started out the game. Well, the first three pitchers the Rangers put in today gave up a combined 11 earned runs. Leclerc, who they're trying to get right, and they don't know where to put him right now, and you certainly don't want him in a high-leverage situation. They're just trying to get his confidence back, his command. He goes out there and pitches a third of an inning and gives up two earned runs, two walks. He's lost it and uh, to the point where you might need to kind of send him down to see if you could uh, let him go find something or put him on the I.L., um, uh, I mean, honestly, there's just not not a lot going well for him. From a uh, hitting standpoint today, uh, big day for Josh Young. He's got his average all the way up to 275. His slugging percentage is at 541. He was three for five with uh, three RBI. We were expecting him, I don't know if that came down today or not, Aaron, to get rookie of the month for uh, for April. The player of the month for April, the American League player of the month, was uh, uh, Adolis Garcia, and uh, so they 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 obviously you know had some guys that had good games. Leody Tavares today uh, was three for three at the plate, uh, batting down at the at the bottom of the uh, order, and and really uh, performed well. So there's some there's some positives that are happening uh, home run wise. Jonah Heim hit his sixth of the season, and then Tavares had his first of the season. Uh, Josh Young, two home runs, all right, to get him up to eight. I mean, he is on a crash course for rookie of the year. And, Aaron, I would just say that there's just something about when a team, you know, they got Seager, they got Simeon, they got DeGrom, who seems to be banged up a lot. And, and they got huge money tied up in those players. But when you hit on a first-round pick, which the Rangers almost never do, there's something, there's some excitement attached to that when you connect. And then you can line him up and put him out there every day at third baseman. And then suddenly, when he starts to become your best power hitter and he starts to drive in a ton of runs, that's exciting. And... uh Aaron, I would just say that right now that that Josh Young seems capable of carrying this team. And I thought what was interesting is the Rangers broadcaster was on with us yesterday, Jared Sandler, um, in, in saying that, man, when he does interviews, I mean, it's not that he's impolite or anything like that, but it doesn't matter who it's with. Buster Olney from ESPN, whoever. There, he almost has an attitude like, I got to get this thing over. I really got things to do, guys. And, uh, boy, that's uh, for usually rookies are kind of like, you know, just uh, that's that's when they're kind of wide-eyed and, and all that kind of stuff. And, boy, he does not seem to be like that at all. And I think that is great news. Now, Aaron, we had the news earlier today. The man we're calling Yves Mi- uh, Missy, until we hear otherwise, we thought it was Eves all this uh, time, it's Yves he was part of Baylor's 2024 recruiting class. We were excited about him. 6'11 guy, got great athleticism, rim runner, rim protector, shot blocker, plays out of California at a place called like Prolific Prep or something like that. 
I, something tells me he's not the only good basketball team that goes to that academy. Now, they may have great academics, too, but they're producing great basketball players. He is from uh, Cameroon, uh, and he, he just a f- really, really fine young player who in the 2024 class was listed as a five-star. Some places had him as high as either 10 or 12 uh, in the country. As far as the, the, the best players, well, he reclassified today, and he will now be part of the 2023 class. Aaron with J- Jacoby Walter. Again, I don't know what they'll rank him now that he's been reclassified. He won't be the same ranking. He may be the 18th best player in the 2023 class. That still would make ba- Baylor suddenly have a top 10 class for 2023. So incoming freshmen now with Miro Little and Jacoby Walter, two stud guards. One could be one and done. The other, I think, will stay around Baylor at least for two or three years in Miro Little. They add a big man. And I just think with uh, Ojanwina continuing to grow, everyday John, hopefully with one more offseason of, of getting everything right, getting physically right, that was tough this year. To come back, it was amazing. But – he wasn't quite himself. He certainly has become a better shooter, got better touch, can shoot the three. I think he'll be a lot better this year. They said what, what was kind of a, a weakness has almost overnight become a strength. And rim protection, um, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of a team, Aaron, in the Final Four, San Diego State, for instance, FAU. Another team that just kind of came at you in waves. Creighton had this a little bit, but it was like, wow, 6'10", 6'11". Oh, here's this guy off the bench. K-State had great size. I mean, they really did. And and even some of their guys that I didn't even know were that tall, like Tomlin is a guy that's like 6'9", and he can create his own shot. Uh, Gesson is a big 6'9", or 6'10", player for K-State. When you have that much size and athleticism, it just gives you so much more versatility, and you can kind of bring those guys off the bench in waves. This year, for whatever reason, Scott, um, when he brought Everyday John back and he became the backup center to flow, uh, Ojanwina lost out on playing time. Del Bonner obviously lost out on playing time this year. Scott just did not go with a very deep bench. And and so it, it'll be interesting to see this year if there's a little bit more of a rotation and, and then what they do at guard. Because, I mean, without uh, Flagler, without Cryer, uh, with, without, uh, with, you know, without the great Keontae leaving, man, they're starting all over at guard. I mean, the only where they're not starting over is with Langston Love. And they got the guy that redshirted this year, um, Aaron, his name, from Kilgore, uh, Dan, uh, Dart- Dantuan, I think it is, Grimes. I think he's good. I-, I think they've developed him, and I think they probably feel good about him. And he seems to be a guy I think Coach Peterson knew about, was very high on. I think he'll be helpful. I don't know if he'll start, but I think he's going to be good for this team. And he's a player we're not talking about that much. They need Langston Love to go from being a nice bench player 
and maybe a guy that on some nights could give you 10 points to being a guy that might give them 14 or 15. He's become a really good shooter. I don't think we always saw evidence to that last year. I don't know if it was a confidence issue. He was banged up at times. He's strong. They got, so they got two freshman guards to go along with Langston Love, and let's see what they do with the rest of Every day John will probably start. You could start Bridges if he comes back. Um, Loner is a possibility. But now they have some depth uh, and versatility at the bigs. And I, I think, I, I don't know if they'll play together, but uh, Ojanwana and Missy are both going to be really, in the old days, what they would have liked to have done is, is redshirt one of these guys, like Missy, redshirt him. But, boy, if you're going to reclassify and report to Waco for 2023, you're not doing that to sit out a year. Uh, I just don't think that's the way you're wired if you're the number 12 player in the country. So this guy will play. He'll play immediately. He'll play at least 14 to 15 minutes a game early is what I would anticipate. Aaron, what were you? Uh, where was your excitement level on the young Ives um, Misi? And by the way, if you've seen his names, we know. We thought it was Eves as well, but we've been told it's Ives is how you say his name. Ives Missy. Uh, Aaron, what uh, – oh, okay. Well, quickly, Aaron, what are you uh, – how, how excited were you about this player? I was super excited. I was hoping – and they still may, but they don't have a huge need for it now like they did, that they would add a big man in the transfer portal. And with this, they have a, a top, top player that – can, you know, protect the rim for them and rebound some things and play, you know, play interior defense, things that they desperately needed. It's a great, great day for Baylor basketball. I think so. I think so. And um, there's one recruit I have in mind for 2024 <laughs> that if he ever announces, that would be unbelievable. What happened with University of Texas, Aaron, and we may bring it up here in the dismount, with Ron Holland leaving – I don't know how that impacts University of Texas recruiting. I mean, would that make other people say, hey, I want to go there because now they have an opening? Um, I, that that really was a devastating blow to Texas. Will they be good next year? Yeah, they will. I mean, they've got DeSue coming back. they got Brock. Um, there, there's some good players coming back to University of Texas. But this announcement recently, and I – I'm almost glad Baylor's not being mentioned as a team going after Ron Holland. That's a that's a bad look, honestly, when a guy decommits that late to jump in there. Now, if Baylor got Ron Holland, would I be uh, bad-mouthing them? Absolutely not. I'd probably get excited. But I, I'm for now, I'm kind of glad they're not going after him because what that kid decided to do, this is not about the transfer portal. Not about NIL. None. It's not about any of that. It's boy. It's leaving a program in a lurch in a big, big way after you've committed and stayed with your commitment all the way through uh, April. That that's crazy. All right, it's Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas. A quick good night in the dismount. The source for Baylor athletic news and information. ESPN Central Texas. 
Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with Time to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of TYM tractors today at the locally owned and operated Epperson Tractor Sales in Robinson, where service is our name. Up to 60% off storewide clearance now at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Friendly GIA certified diamond experts, top diamond quality, thousands of markdowns hurry in. Up to 60% off at this first time ever clearance event at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Loose diamonds, engagement rings, wedding bands, diamond stud earrings, watches, diamond fashion, and gold fashion, all up to 60% off. Not a discount store, it's only at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Introducing the new B.O.B. Ballin' on a Budget Family Pack at Hellberg Barbecue. The B.O.B. Family Pack feeds up to four people. It includes one pound of pork steak, a smoked then fried half chicken, half pound of sausage, two pint sides, and a pint of their famous banana pudding, all for $40. And Thursdays from 4 until 7, you can save 20% on this deal. The B.O.B. Family Pack is available for just $32. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Sometimes we say that a person has a wealth of experience. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Accumulating wealth is like gaining experience. Both demand hard work. If you'd like to grow your hard-earned wealth, let me put more than 25 years of experience to work for you. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. BuckFest 2023 is coming to the Riesel Lions Club Fairgrounds. Friday and Saturday, May 5th and 6th, some of the fastest mud tractors on the planet, mega truck racing and UTV side-by-side racing, all sure to impress, plus a tough truck contest. It's the McLennan County Mudfest, May 5th and 6th, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Jeep Round. Gates open at 6, show starts at 7 at the Riesel Lions Club Fairgrounds. Tickets are $20 for adults, $10 for kids 5 to 12, 4 and under are free. BYOB with a $10 cooler, cans only, scene is limited, so bring a lawn chair. And special thanks to RDO Equipment. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. Hey everyone, Brian Reeves here, Harley-Davidson of Waco, inviting you out to our huge Cinco de Mayo party on Friday, May the 5th from 12 noon until 4 p.m. We're going to be serving up ice-cold free beer, free margaritas, some incredible fajitas, and most importantly, a full day of fun, giveaways, prizes, with some really awesome local vendors joining us for the celebration. So come see us again Friday, May the 5th for our Cinco de Mayo Festival, Harley-Davidson of Waco. for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. You know, um, yesterday, Aaron, as we say goodnight on the Matt Mosley Show, the um, it was the MVP came out, and I was fine with Embiid winning it. I mean, I, I would have been fine with the freak, uh, the Greek freak. I'm a huge Joker fan, uh, Nikola Jokic, and I did love that Jokic basically said he was going to be taking a pool day and he couldn't care less about it. Um, 
and I I love the guy's attitude. I love how humble a superstar he is, and I love because this is different. We the old days, Kareem and Bill Russell and people like that. They used to, you know, the star player was your big man, Moses Malone. It just doesn't happen anymore, and it, it's it happens with the Nuggets. He's by far their best player. So love watching it, and uh, and and I, I but I also feel great for Joel Embiid, who's another unbelievable and versatile big man. All right, see uh, Matt Mosley show. Been a great one, Aaron. Good job by you. We'll uh, see you guys uh, tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Listen to Baylor Baseball, 615 pregame show, first pitch, 630. Good night, everybody. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Buzz, a daily look inside Big 12 athletics. Here now is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 athletics.